My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bundjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday, the 1st of September. I'm Sam Kozlowski. I'm Zara Seidler. The government has stopped short of setting an age limit for online pornography, saying the technology just isn't quite there. This is despite the fact that, according to eSafety research, more than 75% of Australian adults support the idea of the government creating some sort of age control for porn. So what's led to this conclusion, and what will it mean for the safety of young people on the internet? We'll let you know in today's deep dive. But first, Zara, some news from Australia's biggest airline yesterday. Qantas has scrapped its end-of-year deadline for customers to redeem their COVID travel credits. This is, of course, what we did a deep dive on earlier this week, so we will chuck that in the show notes. But the decision does follow recent scrutiny over the airline's handling of cancelled COVID flights. Qantas customers with a credit balance can now request a cash refund instead, while Jetstar, which is owned by Qantas, says customers can use their COVID vouchers indefinitely. It coincides with news that Australia's consumer watchdog is suing Qantas for allegedly advertising flights it had already cancelled. Police are investigating the cause of a fatal crash on a Victorian highway yesterday. Four people were killed when the car they were travelling in collided with a truck. The truck driver was hospitalised with non-life-threatening injuries. Gambling signage outside New South Wales pubs and clubs has officially been banned. From today, gambling-related signs, things like VIP lounge or golden room, and images of dragons, coins or lightning motifs must be removed or concealed. Liquor and Gaming New South Wales will now begin compliance inspections, promising a zero-tolerance approach from December 1. That's when $11,000 fines will be handed out to venues who fail to adhere to the change. And today's good news, the eighth season of the AFL women's competition begins today. Defending AFLW Premier's Melbourne will take on Collingwood in the season opener tonight. Round one will continue throughout the weekend and include local rivalry games in Sydney, Adelaide and Perth. According to eSafety Research, 75% of 16 to 18-year-olds have seen porn online. Now, of that group, nearly one-third saw it before the age of 13, and then another half between the age of 13 and 15. So what we wanted to look at today is how the government's been considering limiting the access Australians under 18 have to porn online. Pornography aside, we know that regulating online spaces is extremely difficult. Mm. And then when you add the layer of pornography, I imagine it's even harder. What's the government been considering in this space? How do you even begin to regulate this? Okay, so at its most simple level, what's being proposed is a process of age verification to stop under-18s from accessing porn on the internet. How do you do that? Like, what does that even look like? Well, that's where things get a little trickier because the how and the what it would look like and the back end of it is actually really hard to work out. So the government asked the eSafety Commissioner, and that's Australia's independent regulator for online safety, to kind of figure it out. You're going there already to the solutions, I think, before we've really highlighted what 
the issue here is. Yeah. What are the issues that we're talking about here in relation to pornography? Well, there's a few concerns here. So eSafety's done some research, which unsurprisingly found that exposure to porn was one of the top concerns for parents of children aged 2 to 17. Now, another point brought up by eSafety is that while the research into this space is complex, some studies suggest an association between adult consumption of mainstream porn and gender-based violence. E-Safety says that some of the studies have characterized the nature of mainstream porn as normalizing depictions of sexual violence and degrading sexual narratives about women. So with all of this context, the e-Safety roadmap suggests that limiting access to this content before somebody is 18 would actually make someone better equipped with critical reasoning skills and context in order to interpret what they're seeing and minimise potential harm. You've said they minimise what they're seeing, but, you know, a 14-year-old logging on somewhere in Australia might be seeing something very different to a 35-year-old logging on elsewhere mm. in the country. And we're using the catch-all phrase of pornography, but not all porn is the same. There's a massive spectrum, and in the creation of the roadmap, eSafety says they've consulted all sorts of people who work to make or publish porn. And the roadmap does indeed acknowledge that in a local context, many producers of local content are female and or LGBTQIA+. Now, on the other end of that spectrum, the international porn market is fairly dominated by the company MindGeek, which owns Pornhub amongst other popular sites. All of that to say, not all porn is the same or even problematic. But one of the issues coming through in this report is that despite children not actively seeking out pornographic content, at present, in the wild west of the internet, they are at risk of being exposed to it anyway. So the majority of 16 to 18-year-olds have seen pornography of some description and sometimes without meaning to. So what does the roadmap consider as the way forward? So yeah, this roadmap was the eSafety Commissioner's attempt to see how the government could go about actually enforcing an age limit on porn and what that would look like online. Now, my first thought when I think of age verification online is when you go to order some alcohol and you just ask to kind of input your age and there's a drop down menu and you select your year. And the issue in that situation is that you're relying on trust which the roadmap points out is a pretty significant flaw because research shows that kids often lie in these situations about... I was going to say, when we all made Instagram accounts back in the day. That's exactly I what I was thinking about. absolutely 13 before I was 13. Definitely. And, you know, I also lied about my age to Facebook at some point. So we have to look at different options, and that's why the roadmap looks at a variety of different ways the technology could work a bit better. There was proposals around facial or voice analysis technology. There was also some mention of using government-issued documents to confirm someone's age. But those also raise different issues or areas of concern, and these ones are more about privacy or bias in technologies. There is one interesting alternative model currently being trialled in Europe. It's called EU Consent, and the way it works is it issues an electronic token based on your age. 
And that way, the verification technology isn't actually storing your personal information. It's what they call a double blind system. So the site that you're visiting doesn't know who you are and the token issuer doesn't know what sites you're visiting. So the roadmap recommends that the government trial a lot of these technologies and see what's a good fit in an Australian context. But as well as all of that technology talk, they also insist on the investment in more education measures, which I think is really important. So you've said there that there needs to be more work done to understand what's happening in an Australian context. But I think this is one of those issues that you know, it is a worldwide issue. It's an international issue no matter where you are. Have we seen any similar responses from any other jurisdictions? There are a few examples. I remember a couple of months ago, we reported on the fact that Utah in the US had passed a law requiring porn sites to take what it describes as reasonable steps to verify users are at least 18 years old. In response to that, Pornhub actually blocked users in Utah from accessing its content altogether. And similar legislation has been passed in Louisiana, Arkansas, Montana, Mississippi, Virginia, and Texas. The UK is also in the final stages of considering its second go at legislation that would require porn sites to verify the age of its users. So ultimately, eSafety, who works in this space, has looked around and seen what they think is the best way forward. Mm. But then government actually has to do something about it, right? Yeah, so they kind of put these recommendations to the government about how to move forward. It's then up to the government to respond. And the government have heard eSafety recommends that they go trial different technologies and perhaps find the best way to implement them. But they looked at the concerns that eSafety raised about the limits of the technology available and ultimately made the decision that it wasn't really up to scratch. So rather than testing any of these technologies itself, the government has instead taken a position where they say they're going to hold the porn industry accountable to ensure children are kept safe. It says it will keep an eye on technology to see if anything changes and perhaps trial it later down the line. That's all we've got time for today and this week on The Daily Oz. But if you did learn something from today's episode, we'd love to hear your reflections and thoughts in the questions box on Spotify. We'll be back on Monday morning. Until then, have a wonderful spring weekend.